the Luminous Possibilities Podcast. We offer a diversity of perspectives from many fields of medicine, esoteric and ancient wisdom, and subtle energy, arts, and sciences. Find deeply fulfilling pathways for co-creating yourself, life, and human communities around you. Find inspiring attunements to your own optimal living roadmap, true authentic self, and the most radiant frequency for living life to the fullest. Hi, everyone. I'm Keenan White. This is the Luminous Possibilities Podcast. And today I'm with Mandalina Luz. We're going to be talking about conscious conception and pregnancy as a template for healthy bonding and peaceful parenting. Hi, Mandalina. Hi, Keenan. <laughs> How's it going? It's going really good. Thanks for Great. having me. You're welcome. So Mandalina has devoted her life to supporting people in the discovery of their greatest self and the journey to embody its magnificence in the world. She's been a healer and teacher of healing arts and energy medicine for almost 15 years, supporting clients and students on their healing and awakening paths. This work covers this full spectrum of experience from deep psychological trauma to transcendent spiritual expansion. Mandalina, great to talk to you today. How do you want to kick things off? <laughs> uh, great question. Yeah. Um, Maybe you can tell us a little bit of, more about yourself. I was going to continue reading your bio, but it'd be so nice just to hear from you. Um, just speaking to this 15 years of experience you've had supporting clients and it's sometimes nice to just hear where people, how you arrived into your work and sometimes the work really calls you. Um, so do you have stories around that, that may lead us into this um, beautiful wisdom that you're going to share today about this conscious parenting and conception? Um, I personally, just having spent time with you and heard like, just honestly, just being around your energy and getting to feel like what you beam and be here in the world as um, it's just been amazing to just see what you bring in terms of being a parent. And I, I know that in my personal experience of you, I've just felt actually really inspired to actually, to maybe have kids and like, be like, wow, like having, you know, a little one is actually really beautiful. And there's, um, and not that it necessarily wasn't, but a lot of times you see, like, there's this kind of stigma in the air. Like if you're a parent, like, you sort of have to sacrifice your life and you give up so much. And there's a certain degree of um, offering your time and energy to a large extent. And um, you do it so kind of like smoothly. And I, I notice in Anayana, your, your little one, that she is um, just calm. She doesn't cry that much. And when she does, you step in and you really know how to support her nervous system. And, um, yeah, there's just, there's a, an awareness that you bring to your parenting. That's really inspiring. Mm. Oh, thanks, Keenan. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Appreciate that reflection. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, um, so I've been in the field of healing arts for, you know, a decade and a half and, um, I don't think I'll go too deep into like what brought me there. Cause I feel more inspired to sort of share like what brought me into this deeper understanding of what parenting could be. Um, so I'll just say, I'll just say that the, I've always been a seeker. Um, and you know, but there was a, there's always been like a deeper calling in my system. Um, and I grew up in an environment where that no one was even talking about spirit um, I didn't actually even grow up in a very religious environment, but there was always this like deeper knowing of like, there's something more, you know, beyond just this material world. And as soon as I got out of the house at 18, just really was on a, on a deep journey of, of searching and seeking and did a lot of it through traveling and plant medicine and just like getting, getting out into the world and really discovering like through travel, like flow states and like being in that mystery and that unfolding, that's really where the magic and the aliveness resides. Um, and then as I, as my travels subsided a little bit in my late twenties, I landed into more into a rooted community on California and um, became part of, an, of a organization called Luminous Awareness Institute that's been a deep part of um, 
a deep part of my own my own journey and and the work that I offer to others. I still I'm still part of the organization. I teach for it and um, have a private practice. So that's just a little bit of like the background that brought me into um, the realization. I didn't know if I wanted to be a parent. In all honesty, it was like I was like, well, I could be a mom. I could not be a mom, and I'd be happy either way. And then in my late 30s, I had this like boom moment that was like, oh, I am very, very, very clearly supposed to be a mom. And at that time, um, pretty much started to feel the, the soul of my child speaking to me. And there was this really deep message of like, because before I'd hold, I had held like either my career or, or my mom and they felt really separate. And either one, it was like, felt like I was going to sacrifice one or the other. Like all my creative energy would be poured into being a mom or all my creative energy would be poured into, you know, my life's work. And that drop in moment was this like realization. It was like such a clear message. Like those two are not separate. And this is this deep interweaving. And at the time I didn't know what that meant. Like I just, it was just enough clarity for me to know I'm, I am, I'm going on this journey of, of motherhood. And it's been a journey. Um, it was not like, I wasn't like, cool, she wants to come in, I'm gonna get pregnant right away and, and off to the races. Um, I actually was pregnant four times. It, she was the fifth pregnancy within, within under two years. So she was like relentlessly like, I'm coming in, I'm coming in, I'm coming in. And each of those pregnancies, like the beauty of it, and I share this because it, it was like, in hindsight, all this was setting me up for really like the, the work that I'm offering to others now. So she was deeply communicating to me from a soul level and really inviting me to come into deeper, deeper levels of alignment in my own self and healing of generational trauma and anything that my body was still storing that was keeping me out of like full resonant alignment with the frequency that she's resting in. And my daughter particularly holds a frequency, it's super angelic. Um, she's totally like a love being and comes from, from a realm that feels like it holds just layers and layers and layers and layers of support. And, and some of the messages that she gave me was like she's coming in in her union. Yes, she chose the body, the gender, the sex of a girl, but she's but like we kept reminding me, please don't narrow me into like just just girl, just feminine. And so, anyways, I'm sharing some of these like this journey of my own, like of her fully coming into full incarnation, kept waking up my system on these deeper levels of like, oh my God. And understanding even like um in you know miscarriage or loss. Like it's not, it's not, it's, it's, it's so narrow the way that I think science particularly holds it or that, you know, that we can, we can hold it in this small thing. And really like there's this deeper wisdom that the beings coming in are choosing the parents that are like, that can meet them in a certain level of frequency and saying, Hey, meet me here. And I'm going to, I'm going to hold this frequency and, and I'm going to ask you to do whatever it takes to meet me there. So I'll pause there because it's shared a lot. And, and I love that. <clears throat> it's beautiful. Yeah. It really makes me think that like, first of all, the, the conscious parenting really does start before um, even before conception. And I, it, to me, it really feels like intuitively and, and just speaking with some of my community and friends and listening to people that, you know, we, this used to be really commonplace. So for, for those that hear this and that feel like, huh, this feels a little bit like, wow, that's really interesting to have that connection to the soul of your child. And it seems like this was really commonplace at one point. Um, and I, I kind of feel a sort of collective return mm -hmm. to being conscious and, and actually feeling the call and the alignment and that sort of, okay, like this is really, um, this is really where I'm going to go. And then starting to actually connect with that soul with their frequency, receive messages, actually talk to them, actually even receive a name potentially. Mm -hmm. um, and it sounds like you just, you having gone through that experience and even just the trust of, you know, um, 
if there was four potential pregnancies and it was the fifth one, it's like, I mean, that could be a real crisis moment for someone, um, especially even just, you know, what you're going through physiologically and, and if biologically in the body. Um, but it sounds like you really held that and you trusted and you, um, were listening in and getting, it kind of sounds like she was actually giving you a little bit more time, like not quite yet, but Hey, like I'm coming in. So, yeah. you know, get ready. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Oh. Yeah. So I, it's just beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I, I wonder if there's anything that you might share around uh, for, for women that are like, wow, I would love to have that connection. Um, what would you say in terms of developing either your energetic body or just um, being in a space where you feel like you can actually receive those messages? Um, it sounds like even just your feelings around not being sure if you're going to have a child or be a mother, um, maybe at that point you're in a, a very different energy and you, you, um, so I, I just, I guess I just wonder for, for a woman, like what's that moment where they can begin to connect to their child. And if they really want to, what, you know, what does that involve to you? How do you see that? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I really believe that if you think of a, you feel into a being that's potentially wanting to come in, their system is, resides more in the formless than in form, right? You know, as soon as, as soon as like consumption and implantation happens, like a little bit of form starts to take place, right? And then it starts to multiply. But before that, they are living in this undifferentiated space. You know, we could call it oneness. We call it, you know, non, non-physical. When we're, when we're in the non-physical, there's, there's, we're, we're everywhere, right? We're, we're in that infinite, infinite field of, of, um, creation and possibility the quantum field the quantum field yeah Mm. exactly one way to put it (laughs) right yeah one of many ways to put it exactly and you know so the invitation um to connect with these beings is to learn how to in one sense like get out of our own way and what i mean by that is like to not allow the ego or the mental space to be the driver you know, if we're trying to connect to them from a mental field, it's limiting. And we're not going to actually be able to reach them in where they're residing. And so there's, you know, there's, there's practices. I mean, there, on one level, it's like a lot of us are walking around as human bodies with um, trauma from this lifetime, from generations of trauma, from past lives, like, you know, and, and it's bound energy. So it's, it's holding constriction in our system. And as we learn ways to meet those places of bound energy, um, you know, on a simple level with, with presence and unconditional love, the energy starts to unbind. And in that unbinding, it frees up more of that limitless energy, energy flow. So if you imagine you're unbinding all these places in your own, in your own body and energy field, all those open into that, start to open into more of that stream of that coherent field of energy where your child is just hanging out saying, hey, you want to come play? You want to meet me here? You want to come meet me here? <laughs> nice. It really reminds me of in human design uh, that one of the concepts about living your design is around uh, this idea that your soul really knows like what to do and like where you're going and like who you are. And your auric field, you know, your energetic body is sort of like the conditioned body. And this is just their framework for kind of understanding things, but your auric field, it gets conditioned. It's filled with all the conditioning, the shoulds, the things that you need to do or who you think you should be. And the process of cleaning up that auric field and allowing there to be more of a clarity, kind of just polishing the lens, so to speak, then easily the, the soul energy just kind of floods right in and you can kind of just connect with that be with it and start moving and operating from a place that's more of living your energetic design, which is really up here. It's not really the clouded conditioned self 
or the not self. So it seems yeah. like there's a similar parallel to that. Totally. Yeah. And I love what you're, what you're naming is that, that soul wisdom that, you know, I believe that these beings, particularly now that are coming in and maybe they've always been this way, but particularly now, because there's, there's sort of a, this opportunity on this planet where we're shifting into, you know, a new earth and the potentiality. And, um, and so these beings are inviting their, their potential parents to come more into that soul alignment. And they're saying, Hey, don't make me like, like come into conditioned mind and shrink down. Let me stay in my soul awareness and please start clearing and opening your system so you can live more from that soul aligned purpose and watch our systems just link up and the communications are starting to flow. Yeah. So it happens in all these different ways, right? It's not, you know, it's like, it's, I think each, each, each being and each mama and, and papa are, it's so unique to each one, right? Like how they're wanting to communicate and connect. So I just offer that too. Yeah. There's not necessarily like a, a way to fit into it. It's really unique to your experience and who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's really beautiful. I, I feel like what, for what comes up in me is this allowing, you know, that we tend to think, you know, like, all right, what do I need to do? Even the question, right? Like it's in our language and it comes out in that way. And actually um, it makes me think of like, who, who is it that I need to be or what is it that I need to be? Uh, what energy do I need to kind of be with that, that is making up my being and allowing and sur- sort of surrendering to that and, and developing maybe a practice or a daily ritual connection where you get to step into that space of, all right, let me just drop all the stuff I might be holding around who I think I should be or what needs to happen or, you know, everything where I need to be today, even, or like what I'm eating for breakfast and just kind of be in this energy of the present moment that allows more of that to just come through. I I don't feel like it's as much of like a going and reaching for more of it, just kind of dropping in. Yeah. 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 Really, really a place of allowing of resting into beingness and being open to what arises inside of that place of non-doing. So you're not doing beingness, right? You're actually just learning how to rest. As we allow our systems to rest into non-doing, this naturally allows our system to soften and open. And in that softening and opening, our systems start to expand. And they start to expand past just the physical, past the emotional layers, the mental layers, and they start to expand into greater levels of coherent energy and consciousness. So in that practice, which I get sometimes is you know easier said than than I don't even want to say easier said than done, but it's a practice, right? It's a practice of learning how to feel comfortable in that space of the arising, in that space of the unknown and really allowing the parts of us that, that like to do and like to manage, to ask them to lay down at this altar and discover a different place of, of beingness. And that's where the connections start to occur. The communications begin to occur between soul of the baby and essentially your higher self or your soul. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So um, one of the things you had mentioned or uh, that I was touching in with was this idea that you're getting messages from other people's babies, even in that space. Um, so it's not, I mean, your practice has been pretty developed. Um, I wonder for you, how much time currently do you spend in, in your mind? Do you say? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm human. And I live in the 3D world too. And so there are, you know, there are definitely like, the, it's, it's that it's, it's, to me, it feels like it's like finding that sweet spot because there are still things that need to be accomplished and, you know, having a physical, a child physicalized, it's like, there are very basic human needs that need to be responded to. And, you know, we need to be fed. 
right? Like there, I need to drive a car and put her safely in her car seat and, you know, get to where we, we want to go. So there's, there are, there are ways which I'm not, I'm definitely not saying like, oh, just like, I only communicate with my child in this undifferentiated, you know, energetic space. And um, I definitely though notice when as like as a parent and in my relationship with my daughter, like the most enjoyable moments are when we're in relationship and when we're in connection. And that means that I'm out of that mind that has the agenda of like, where are we supposed to go? What's next? What do we need to do? And I'm really in a place of presence because, you know, we're talking about the soul of baby. Then we can talk about when they're in utero and then when they're born. If if you've ever been with a a newborn, I mean, they're on one level, it's like they're, they're barely landed here. You know, it's like, yes, they just went through this completely intense experience from, you know, from womb out of the yoni and into like this, now they're breathing air, right? It's like super intense experience. And what they're needing, you know, babies, particularly, it's like, they're asking their parents, they're like, don't, I don't like, please respond to my needs. But in order to best respond to my needs, I need you to be present with me. I need you to actually pay attention to what I'm, what I'm communicating non-verbally or through cries, but, but, um, so that, that space of cultivation, you know, preconception and in utero really ultimately serves like the deepened bonding and connection that can happen between parent and child. And the, the child really like the, the child needs, the child is like asking for like the deepest fundamental level for a parent to be with, to meet them, to hold them, nurture them, to, 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 to have a regulated nervous system that they can co-regulate with before they have learned how to regulate their own nervous system. So these practices, you know, that I'm talking about like preconception are, are setting up like deep ley lines of a capacity to really have meet your child where they need them, where they need you to meet them. So it's not like, cool, this is all like self-indulgent just because I want to be able to like communicate with, with a baby on a, on a, on a soul and spirit and energetic level. It's like, oh no, this is like setting up like a lifetime of really deep relational connection between you and your child. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I, I know you said like how, how often do I spend my time in my mind? I notice when, when, um, when I am in my mind, which is not where a child's hanging out, there's dissonance, right? And again, sometimes it happens. Like I'm like, we need to get out the door. We need to get to this place. Like it's, it's not, it's not like I'm, I'm just this walking, you know, living embodied Buddha. That's like always completely in, in energetic and awake awareness, but I catch myself, right. I have these tools. So I have, you know, I have tools that I've cultivated in self-awareness practices to notice when I'm in my head and notice when I'm out of connection with my daughter and can make, make choices, right? To unhook from that, that mental chatter um, and come back into more of a state of beingness and presence and open up that stream, that open that stream back up of like enjoyable relational connection with her. So it's really, it's really having, having the awareness of, okay, where am I hanging out right now? Right? We're going to get, you know, stuck in, a, in our head and the mental chatter and the do, 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 do. And it's that ability to come back and go, oh, wait, I notice I feel under-resourced right now or things feel really clunky between my daughter and I. What can I do? You know, what can, what, how, can, how can I shift my state of awareness um, out of that, that mental field? Yeah, it seems like what is important that I feel like you're highlighting is it's not, it's not really as much about, you know, like how much time you're spending in the mental, but where can you, can you catch yourself or, or kind of just hold an awareness of what you're holding and then have choice to be able to, to move into something that is more appropriate perhaps for your child or, or for you or for the situation. Beautiful. I love the word you're saying. Yeah. Having choice and, and the ability to have choice means, means that, you know, we've, we've done the 
we've, we've been in the practices of learning how to shift our states of mind and states of awareness. Um, that gives us choice. And so we're not just stuck in this default way of being, the way of doing that, that we can't get out of. Maybe you can speak a little bit to the real importance of the nervous system in this, because to me, in my experience, it seems like the things that give me less choice is when I get into a reaction or if my nervous system is not feeling regulated and I don't feel safe, then I'm have, I'm going to have a smaller threshold of time and a smaller window where I can really have that choice. And it really seems like developing a, a larger window is, is important. And yet our nervous systems just have a response, you know, they're wired, they have, um, a kind of wiring that's been set up at a young age. And it does also highlight such an importance around, you know, being with your, your child at this, uh, this kind of awareness and allowing their nervous system to, to really ground and be safe so that then they're, they're going to be really holding that, that neurophysiology throughout their life. We used to have that old idea, I think of parenting where it's like, yeah, let your, let your baby self-soothe and figure that out. Cause if they don't, you know, do that, they're going to be really overattached. And actually the opposite is true that they, you know, the more connection and regulate co-regulation that they're getting, um, the more secure attachment, safety, um, sound nervous system. And then actually there's a greater independence that they can express because they feel safe to go out and explore from that place. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that can, it's, it's, um, it's, we, we had it backwards, you know, we're like, there's this like that trend of like, we got to get them self-reliant and independent. I mean, especially in this country, there's a, there's a very unhealthy, in my opinion, unhealthy value on, you know, overly self-reliant, you know, like the, the cowboy, right. That's like, does it all himself. And so there's this, like, there's, there was this trend of like pushing towards like, yeah, how do I get my child, you know, really independent early on. And that's not where that's not where true independence, which ultimately we're speaking about interdependence, right? Where it's like I can lean into my own system and I can lean into yours, and like we are, you know, like two trees coexisting, having our own integrity, but totally rooted and interconnected. And that that arises from yeah, a child feeling like oh my gosh, my primary caregiver nervous system is relaxed and regulated and I can rest into that and and co-regulate and learn like okay that's what that's what a regulated nervous system starts to feel like and so it's it is I mean it's like imperative that we as parents especially early on um, but I, I would say, you know, through, through all of parenting, but particularly, particularly early on and even in utero that we, again, like, it's not like my, my nervous system doesn't get dysregulated, but I'm aware of when it does. And I, you know, it, sometimes it's like a simple, just like, you know, a breath that's allowing like, the tissue in my body to soften for a moment, you know, and in that moment, there's like more flow and softness starts to come online. And then I can go, hey baby, come here, I got you. You know, you're really upset right now. Like I'm right here. You get to, you get to be as dysregulated as you need to, and I'm I'm right here. And in that resting into, you know, in this case, mama's nervous system, that's where this natural, like as as the nervous system does regulate them, this natural, like inspiration from child to go explore to go play to go oh i'm safe in this world i'm safe in my body i'm safe in this body we call you know mama and child which early on is pretty undifferentiated you know the the, the baby knows knows himself through through mama i mean right they're growing inside of of a woman's womb so like that's the only world that they know and on a physical level yeah. Yeah. It does kind of what comes up for me is this idea of control. Like, and I, I'm not a parent myself um, right now. And I, um, and yet I, I kind of see when I, I see things kind of play out with parents, sometimes I feel like perhaps the mom or dad feels really out of control or like, Oh boy, like the kids are like 
they're, you know, they're doing whatever and I, I've lost control. And that idea to get back into control sometimes comes out as controlling over the, the kid. And it just, it, we all know how that kind of goes. And it makes me think about the importance of just control really being that it's the control of your nervous system, you know, and like the more, um, even that I don't really necessarily like the phrasing of that, but it's more, you know, maybe we can just use it for the sake of the way things, um, kind of tend to play out in terms of control, but that, you know, being able to come back into a place where there's a kind of command center within oneself that, that that's the control really, you know, that, um, from that place, then there's a, there's a safer connection of a place, like you said, that, that your child can lean into, and it's not just them out in the world having to kind of fend for themselves, even sometimes from the parent, because the parent's trying to control them. Um, and it just, yeah, I, I kind of, I'm getting this like image of this just soft landing space that the child always has accessible, that they can have their own energy and nervous system and, and being and kind of have their little independence and then also just come right back into this connection. Like you said, with, you know, the, the roots and branches kind of interweaving and um, there being that connected space that's like home to come back to. Yeah. You know, as listening to you talk of like the image that I get is like, you know, like a huge storm. There's, there's the eye of the storm, right? There's like at the center, there's this, there's a, there's a, there's a calm that amidst all the chaos. And so, you know, the, the, when I hear the word control, it makes me think of, it's like, there's like a, there's like a smaller part, our ego construct that's trying to like control a situation because because their our own nervous system is dysregulated and and so it's it's like a narrowing and we're in we're in that you know fight flight freeze we're in that we're in that dysregulated nervous system response and if we can allow that more like rested place and the storm the chaos like like there's sort of something that feels inherent about like i mean children are I mean, for one, like their inner worlds, like there's, there's a lot of chaos that's just occurring, right? They're figuring out how to be human. So you're having these huge emotional, like waves that move through them. And we, you know, we can, that's another thing that we can talk about, but it's like when a child is actually given just like the safe space, the intelligence of their body moves through these waves. When we're just, when we're just present with them and not trying to stop them or tell them like, Hey, don't be mad right now. You're okay. You know, like trying to change their experience. But if we can actually be more of that, that rested eye of the storm, we're like, wow, okay, here is a storm that is occurring. And right now it's an emotional storm through my child and I'm right here with them. And it takes that, you know, you use the word command. It does. It takes that ability to, to have that deep level of awareness of where am I right now? Am I really dysregulated? Am I really under-resourced? Like, have I not had enough time like out in nature or in meditation or doing something that really like fuels me that I'm, 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 I can't actually regulate my own nervous system right now and be present. And those moments happen. I mean, those moments definitely happen for me. I'm like, I'm under-resourced. Like, wow, my daughter's emotions are a lot for me right now. And like those, those moments do happen. And, and, and I might, you know, I might react in a way that, that doesn't actually feel good. And the beautiful thing about, about attachment and secure attachment is the repair that can happen, right? Like misattunement can happen sometimes. And we get to circle back around and be like, Hey, you know, mama got more, I got more angry than I wanted to in that moment. I couldn't really be with your emotions and, and acknowledging what happened is another way that helps like the child keep feeling like, Oh, I can rest into this safe person. She's, she's holding self-responsibility. She's acknowledging when she's under-resourced, but in an ideal situation, right? Like I'm, I'm having enough, like, yeah, enough. And it's, it's, it's individual for each, for each person, like, like having awareness of what, what practices like help fuel a resourced system, you know, for some, it's just like getting enough, enough sleep, right. And having just like, you know, they, I don't think the, like the term self-care is not, it's not a luxury or a privilege. It's like actually a way of, it's a way of an important thing to be woven into the daily rituals and life of 
parenthood. So that I'm like, I got you, I'm right here. And I have enough self-awareness online that can go like, and even if, even if like, the, like the emotion arises and it jars me for a moment, I can shift into a state of like, okay, yep, she's just having a big experience right now. She's not doing it to me on purpose. She's not being a brat on purpose or something. She's just having a big experience. Okay, baby, I'm right here with you. And, you know, another, another important piece I notice in that is because children are in the space of like, they're, they, you know, they come online, their physical body's here, then their emotional body starts to develop, and then their mental body. Um, they're, not, they're, not in their, they're not in a mental space. And so starting to link the place of like, oh, wow, I noticed like, looks like you're really angry right now. Like you're really frustrated right now. Like you really wanted to, to, to go to the park and we're not going. Starting to bridge language to help their nervous system go, okay, here's my emotions. And here's, here's what it's actually like, here's a translation into what this emotion is and what the experience is. Helps to sort, uh, you know, grow, grow a healthy nervous system for them where they're like, oh, right. Yeah, I'm mad right now. Yeah, I'm really mad right now when their language comes online. So there's a lot of like bridging through that, through the, through the being present to a child and the helping bridge their experience as they, as they learn how to be human. Yeah. <laughs> like <Right>. learning, remembering <laughs> how to be human. <laughs> yeah. I really feel the importance of hold, holding this space for them to just express exactly how they are and, and not change them, allowing them to have that experience and I see the connection of that to self-care. And I, I really appreciate you saying that because it does feel like sometimes self-care does feel like a luxury. It's like, oh, well, maybe I'll get to that. Or like, I wish I had time for that. But actually, if we have that as a baseline and we, we recognize that when things get a little off or kind of crazy, that um, coming back to that baseline, it really is essential. It's not just a, a kind of super, superfluous thing that we can have maybe sometimes, but that it is essential to our well-being and our relationships, our interdependence, all that. And you know, when it comes back to keeping that connection alive on that soul to soul level with your child, right? So again, like I can get really in the mundane sometimes in the minutia with my with, with, with my daughter. Like it's like I, you know, I I do my best not to have our days like super stacked and super busy so we can sort of be in the being and the unfolding and more of more flow. And, you know, I find for me that like my, like having a consistent meditation practice, um, which sometimes can be really short, you know, or sometimes it's late at night after she goes to bed, but it allows that stream of like me staying connected to a larger field of awareness, you know, that coming back to like the openness, the relaxation in my system that allows my soul to flow through my system. It keeps that deeper connection soul to soul level alive between my daughter and I because we didn't come here to just be in personality together you know there's like this enjoyment of getting to know personality and build relationship and like we I really hold like we have a soul contract it is no small choice for a child and a parent to choose each other it is massive there's nothing short of a miracle that we all are walking around that we like grew in our mama's wombs and, and are here, you know, it's, I mean, it's nothing, it's nothing short of a miracle, but, but for that being and parent to go, I choose you in this lifetime. I mean, that bond is so deep. And so to me, it feels so important to like, just as I'm more resourced, it keeps that channel open of like, what are we really here to experience with each other, you know? And like, it's so much juicier and more alive than just like, you gotta get up, we gotta have breakfast, we gotta have, you know, like, it's like, <laughs> he said, deeper screaming, that's like really like fueling our relationship, really, really intact and alive, you know? And that goes back to preconception, right? And building, starting to build that bridge of soul soul connection way, way, way early on and in utero. I, I feel, uh, this idea of the, the heart hearth or the hearth coming up and it, it's the, the, um, the, the flame tending to the flame within, 
and perhaps that is the, the soul consciousness in this, but I kind of see it as just that spiritual life force energy that kind of animates us. It's like, all right, we have these physical bodies and the personality, and then we have this life force energy that's animating us. And it's really like providing this fuel for wanting to be here and this excited, inspired, like way of being that we can thrive in. And I, I love that you touch on that, like how important, like that, that can be, you know, to, to see that that's, that's a, um, maybe not how important it can be, but just how that when you're working with these practices and you're being mindful and you're kind of showing up and, um, adjusting and adapting and, and allowing these connections to build that the space does arise where you get to, to feel inspired. And there, you, there's a kind of transcendent aspect to the relationship that emerges that, feels like you're you're meeting soul to soul and i kind of feels like that's what we're really here for is yes we have these personalities and we we need our personal identities in the world and we're going to have these mundane experiences and it's so nice when we can get into that space of like all right like we're two spirits having this experience here and we're connecting on that level um so in terms of what you've gotten to experience so far um is there a story or or a kind of context that you might share around that that you've had that you feel might kind of just inspire listeners around that? Mm, I like that question. Well, it feels like, you know, another, another word we could use here is, um, you know, there's like the spark of inspiration, soul inspiration, heart fire is love, right? Like I continuously have these like profound moments with my daughter where I'm like, I get to love you this much, you know, and these little beings, which aren't, you know, aren't, aren't adult bodies that have, you know, come into, maybe gotten a little bit stuck in some, some of the smaller mind conditioning on this planet. Like these little beings are these love beings, right? And it's like the more that like, it's like more love generates more love. And there's just these moments where I'm like, it's like, I don't, I didn't, I like the love for my daughter feels limitless. I think I love, you know, I'm like, I love you the most. Of it. And it's like, and it keeps multiplying. And I just, it's, it's kind of, in a way it's like so obvious, right? And not like, like we get to love, we get to like be in this generative love experience with each other, which I would probably hold like, souls like it's it's a love bond you know it's a love contract and the more that that my system again is like staying open and allowing this current of life force or love to 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 move through me it's it's being offered into my daughter's system and she gets to offer it back to me and it's just it's this reciprocated generative that just it's this field that just keeps building upon itself. And in, my daughter's two and a half years old. And you know, it's, it's, I'm just continuously blown away. I'm like, I love you even more now. Oh my God, even more, even more, even more. So there's just, there's like, I don't, I mean, I know you asked for like a specific experience, but it's, I, I would say like, that is this like, like the most, rewarding, nourishing, enjoyable experience of, of being in relationship with my daughter. Is that just the love that builds upon itself? Yeah, I feel it. Like, this openness of systems to, mm. to keep interrelating. Yeah, I feel it as that common thread that kind of is, kind of remains consistent through and just, it almost, it feels like it, what's happened with you and her is it's been cumulative. And I, I think that's just what it tends to be when that bond is held through time is that there's this cumulative effect that kind of gets amplified and it just creates this depth. Yeah. 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 And, you know, often I, I, I offer to um, parents early on when they're in that, you know, conception and conception phase and they're wanting to, wanting to make contact with, with their spirit baby is, it's like, go through the field of love, go through the field of the heart. That's where you're going to find them. That's where, that's where these beings are just hanging out in this pure, unconditional, undifferentiated field of love. So, so let that be the, the, the pathway that guides you 
into where the connection is. Because the connection, the connection form, the connection exists through the bond of love. Yes. Let's not, let's, let's not dance around it anymore. <laughs> it's just love. And profound. Sorry, you might have cut out there. What'd you say? I just said it's, it's that simple and profound. Yes. Yes, I love that. And I was just saying it, let's not dance around it anymore. It's just love. You know, <laughs> it's like we can, <laughs> we can yeah. kind of dance and move into all of it, but it truly, I love that you just bring it back to that simplicity. Um, I'm, I'm being mindful of our, our time here. And I just, I want to see, just kind of check in with you. If you just want to share anything else, like if anything um, stands out to you is important to share within this talk. I feel like we're going to have to have another one because this has just been fun and awesome. And <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you have lots of, lots of things you could share here too. So have yeah. to have you back. Um, I know there's, you know, it's clearly a, a topic that I'm like, deeply, deeply passionate about. And um, I feel, it, I, you know, this may sound, this may sound strange, but I, I feel like, like as, as these beings, as my friends, children have, have come to me on the soul level, it's like, I feel like there's this vow I have with them of like, yeah, it's like, I'm here to serve you, to serve this, the love that you are, you know, and there's different flavors, right? Like, like we're talking about, unconditional undifferentiated love and like each soul has their essence that they're coming in with these different these different themes that they're going to be like experiencing in this human form um and i really feel the beings coming in just asking like hey please 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 support my parents to be to meet me where I am and to not limit me, to not narrow me into these conditioned mind and human constructs that we've been kind of playing out on this planet. But please like help, help them to keep opening their systems so that they're like, they're, they're, the, the beings are choosing their parents soul to soul. And they're saying, hey, like, can you, can you help them to open their systems more to meet me in that soul to soul level connection? And for whatever reason, you know, I mean, I, I, there, there are, there's many like, you know, birth workers and people on this planet, maybe not many, but there's, you know, there, there are other, there are definitely people that are, that are in connection and communication with the incoming souls right now. And just helping kind of like move along this natural evolution that's occurring. And part of it really does look like, like supporting the parents to be, to just, you know, to come back into the remembrance of the truth of who they are. Well said. I love that. Yeah. Cause it seems like the best care that we can offer for our children and future generations really is honestly within ourselves, because that, that ultimately reflects back into them. And if it doesn't start there, then it, it doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, we've, you know, that self-love and self-responsibility, maybe one in the same are just vital into that. So, thank yeah. you for being the voice of the, the generations to come. I can, yeah. yeah, I can feel, I can feel how resonant, like that's very resonant to me that, mm -hmm. that it feels that there's a, a, um, a quality of consciousness that's coming in through the, the future generations that that's different. It's um, a different frequency and, and they're, they're wanting, they're asking us to, to raise that as well. Yeah. And they're literally picking the parents that have that capacity, you know, because I want to say like, there's probably the whole range of consciousness of beings coming in still. Right. But there's particular, we could call them star seed beings. We could call, you know, there's, there's different names we could use, but they're, they're, they are consciously picking the seed and the egg that they want, that they know can, can, can allow them to, you know, express their mission and, and live their life fully in their essence of this, of this more awakened consciousness. And, and so it's, it's like, it's humbling, right. For each, for a parent to recognize like, oh my gosh, this is the being that's choosing me. How do I really do what's needed in my own system to keep 
to, to heal and, and heal generational trauma. We live in this like amazing time where we have the capacity to heal, you know, past, present, and future all in, all in a present time moment. And as we do this, it just naturally keeps opening our systems up to, to, to meet these beings that are choosing, that are consciously choosing their, their future parents. Yes. Love that. So if people want to connect with you and um, connect to their own process, that, that really is, it's much bigger than just the relationship with the child and you, it is that depth of the ancestral line. Um, if people are wanting to connect to you and connect to that and experience more of your services, how can they find you? Yeah. So thanks. Thanks for asking. Um, I, um, I do one-on-one sessions, both in person and over Zoom, um, one-on-one and with couples where we're, you know, I've worked with couples like, like for a year before conception even happened, where we're really, you know, clearing the, clearing the, the channels of ready and getting them really, really ready on all levels. Um, so I do, I do, you know, individual and couple sessions. And then I also run um, pregnancy circles for, for women that are, you know, are currently pregnant and inside of a group setting, you know, they get to then be really, really be held in the transformation that occurs from the death of a maiden into motherhood. This the most, one of the most transformative experiences I think a woman can have is having a baby. Um, to my, to my own personal experience, it's the most transformative. Um, so I run pregnancy circles with, um, groups of women and where we, as a group connect to the, the souls of the baby and also support the transformation. Um, and those happen both in person and in line and, and online. Um, yeah, those are probably the, the main ways. Um, and then all this can be found on my website, which is motherbridge.net. Um, awesome. And I'll, I'll make sure to leave plenty of notes in the show notes for, um, how to connect and providing links and all that good stuff. Thank you so much, Mandalina. It's been such a joy. It always is. Yeah. Um, So good to be with you, Keenan. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Be in this field with you today. Totally. Me too. 